He's kind of like the Joe Rogan of the hospitality industry right now. What Will explained in that book, Unreasonable Hospitality, when his when his server ran to his guest's house to take out that champagne, right? Or like the hot dog story. I don't know if you got into that yet, but you know, it's like they're doing all these things that are truly unreasonable as a business. There's no ROI from that. You can't measure that on a spreadsheet, right? And it takes time. It's complicated. It's like, there's so much that can go into that, but this is truly why he is and had or why he did build the number one restaurant in the world is because of that right and i truly believe like the season that we're going into with shorts and rentals is that's going to define the the people that become the best in the world at what they do All right, Nathan, another question for you on a minute with minute. And my question is, I'm a remote manager or host. How easy is it to monitor when I'm out of state or not in the same destination as my property? Good question. We have tons of property managers who manage properties in a location other than where they're located or maybe in multiple locations at once. So we actually created a new area of our dashboard called home groups where you can group particular rentals by either geography or some other factor. Most people do it by geography. So if you happen to manage properties in New York, Chicago, Philadelphia, you can create groups for those properties and assign them to the employees that work in those areas where you can still see everything remotely, but your team only sees the properties that pertain to them. So that's one really good way to manage things from afar while keeping them somewhat separated. I love it. You heard it here first, another minute with minute, and now back to the episode. Welcome back, Slick Talkers, to another episode. And this guest this week is no new face, or if you're just listening, no new voice to the show. We've had the one and only Eric Muller on the show, not once, but twice before this. And now this is the third time, but there's a specific reason we have a fun kind of outlined conversation ahead. So if you are in short-term rentals or hotels and are tired of the automation, build out a tech stack, make a lifestyle business, and you want to talk about building a brand and actually having hospitality at the core, this is what we're going to talk about today. So Eric Moeller, welcome back to the podcast, my friend. What's up, brother? Dude, this has been uh, it's been a crazy journey. I remember I think the first time we did a podcast was was it pre-COVID, pre-COVID days? Was it during COVID? I think so. It was, it was a like, while ago. Or, yeah. Early, like early 2019 or no, late 2019. And then I yep. think we did the on from my notes this morning. The last one we did with the second kind of iteration was January 5th of 2022. Wow. Awesome, man. Well, yeah. thanks for having me back, man. I appreciate you, dude. And uh absolutely love what you have been doing. And uh, I'm excited to dive into this topic. This isn't something I've been talking about too much publicly. So, uh, you know, I'm honored uh, to dive into this with you on the show. Yes. Well, speaking of, you know, not talking about this publicly, you know, I think on our last episode, we really covered what you and Jasper were building with overnight success and kind of what that business meant, right? As an education business. And since January 5th, you 
specifically have been very head down. But you, you know, we haven't seen you yeah. as much outside of, you know, you you showed up for our round table. So for all the listeners, there is a round table episode that J- Eric and I did with Mike Shogren, Matt Landau, Steve Milo, Amy Highnote, and it was quite an interesting round table discussion, at least. So go give it a it. listen. I loved it. Yeah. <laughs> we need we need more of those conversations, man. You know, we, we need to go deep into, uh, into those conversations. So that, that was awesome. You did a great job, you know, leading that call, but yeah, that was a lot of fun. A lot of fun, lots more to un- unpack and uncover from that, that episode. But, you know, outside of that, you've been really head down. And I think, you know, one thing for me, you know, being in the media, you know, realm, most like, uh, mostly th- throughout my days, it's it's interesting to see the ebbs and flows. And so for you, I'm really curious, you know, kind of catch us up to the new kind of revamp on how you guys have restructured your business from overnight success to now free wild. Why were you head down for so long? What what's making you resurface all the fun stuff as we we can dive in with that? Yeah, for sure, man. Uh, and kind of give everyone just quick background. Like my I've been in the short term rental space for, man, I think almost 10 years now, which is crazy. Uh, I'm kind of done, done it all from like arbitrage at a high level to management at a high level. And uh, COVID really kind of shifted our focus quite a bit. And my business partner, Jasper, Jasper Rivers, author of Get Paid for Your Pad, we came together right before COVID to launch a company called Overnight Success, which is a educational company, live events company, mastermind. And our focus was to help people scale short-term rental companies. And uh, COVID really accelerated that. You know, we realized when COVID first hit, like for us to stay in business, we had to help other people stay in business. And then as we were doing that, we recognized like, you know, for us to thrive, we have to help other short-term rental hosts thrive. So that was our focus for up until about six months ago. And not that that's not our focus anymore. I took a step back from being CEO of that company. And, you know, that company is awesome, man. Like we, we've helped thousands of hosts all around the world really just kind of scale their operations, go from one to many short-term rentals. But through that process, like being an educator and like even yourself, right? Being in, in media, being, being able to speak to other people and understand their businesses, it helps you understand your business a lot more. And through that process, I got out of the arbitrage model and we can have a whole nother podcast about my opinions on arbitrage. And I didn't, I didn't want to get back into just property management. I wanted to create something that was more legacy focused, something that was, you know, I, I've been an entrepreneur since I was 17 years old, started many different companies. Most have failed. Few have done very well, but I wanted to get into something that could truly be an expression of what I was interested in doing in this space. So as we were, you know, we had an incredible, have an incredible team at Overnight Success, but there was something missing for me personally. And I wanted to dive deeper into creating something that I think was needed for the travel industry, for the short-term rental space. So we can get into the origin story of the whole thing, if you like, as well. But over the last year... I've switched my focus into creating a company called Free Wild, which is a traditional hospitality company focused around short-term rentals. And uh, I put my heart and soul into this. Man, it's been it's been a crazy, crazy journey. You know, put it all on the line, and you know, I took a, a very for me personally, took a step out of a company that was doing extremely well and that is still doing extremely well to go and start 
essentially a hotel company from the ground up, which is, you know, kind of crazy if you look at it on the numbers, but that whole process, that whole journey was just absolutely eye-opening and world-opening for me. So last year, we've been focused on building this brand, hospitality brand, bringing some incredible people together from investors to team members. We bought our first three properties. We launched our first four cabins, and now we're working on phase two where we're building an additional 19 unique structures on that property. And then we're going into a whole new, you know, next year on scaling that as large as possible. So yeah, there's a lot to that. But for me, the biggest thing was like working on something that I could put my heart and soul into. And uh, yeah, yeah, it's been, it's been a journey, man. It's been, it's been an awesome year, year and a half. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, you know, I got to be part of one of the the cohorts in overnight success and kind of building out the, as you guys were building out one of the programs and, you know, I remember you guys giving us a sneak peek of this property that you guys acquired the cabins, how they were. I think they were originally used for short-term rentals in some capacity, but not to the capacity mm-hmm. that you and I understand them at. Right. And so seeing the content around this property, back then a year and a half, two years ago to where it is today, as I've seen you guys post about it, it's very different. It's completely 180. And not only that are the properties 180, but the business model and the messaging behind what you guys are building is completely 180. And that's why I think really attracted me to this, this episode with you. Not that I didn't want to record, but more of like a, this is really cool to see how the dots connect and how the different shift is happening within not just you as you're trying to put something or put your heart and soul into something, but actually have a a legacy piece that isn't automation scale and build lifestyle. It's build legacy, build meaning and build connection and seeing how there is money and profit behind that. Obviously uh, we, we obviously aren't trying to create, you know, like, you know, nonprofit organizations here, but at the end of the day, I would love for, for you kind of maybe describe that mind shift with you how you've gone from the 180 shift of build, scale, automate, don't see any guests to now envisioning a guest centric unplugged brand that brings not only people to a great destination, but can impact their life beyond the stay and beyond the destination itself. Yeah, hundred percent, man. Yeah. So like when I, we were, we were chatting about this, right? Like when, when I first got into uh, short-term rentals, the, the entire concept of the brand of, and you know, let's call it Airbnb business and a short-term rental business, let's call it Airbnb business. Cause like when I got into Airbnb, I was only focused on running properties on Airbnb. Right. And this new platform brought the opportunity to run these properties pretty much in urban areas anywhere I wanted. Right. And the idea, like we're, we're talking about legacy brands versus lifestyle brands. I moved from New Jersey as a real estate developer to San Diego, which is like the lifestyle mecca of the world for entrepreneurs. Uh, and the whole idea, it's like, how do you build a automated business where it's high cash flow and it's something that is low touch, right? That you don't have to be truly involved and you can focus on your lifestyle, right? Chilling on the beach, live, doing whatever you want to do type of thing, right? That's a very fast business, right? The the idea, it's like, how do you grow as fast as possible? Hockey stick growth. How do you get it to a point where you don't have to be involved and we automate the entire process? And when I when Airbnb first started really growing, especially in the arbitrage model, again, this is like eight plus years ago, 
the whole, you know, we built a business where we had, you know, we had over a hundred properties where the whole concept was don't talk to the guests, don't interact with the guests, right? It's like, get these urban properties. We stage them. That's nice enough. It's clean. There's a bed, you know, like they have all the essentials in there, everything from messaging to, you know, customer service, even with like our, our virtual assistants in the Philippines, like the whole concept was like as little community connection with the guest as possible. And in the beginning, I think the guests really enjoyed that. I know I did when I first started staying at urban Airbnbs, like I thought it was freaking awesome. I thought it was the future of short of hospitality was being able to not interact with the host and just get everything I need. And you know, the host is there if I need them, right. If there's a question or a challenge, but for the most part, I didn't want to deal with the host, right. Now, what I think has happened, and we we built an you know awesome business that way. We built the lifestyle that way. But what I started realizing was like lifestyle businesses, they for the most part, they're very fast businesses, but they're not, there's no legacy behind it. It's very difficult, in my opinion. And you know, I've, this is across the board, not just in short-term rentals. It's very difficult to maintain a lifestyle business that 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 dream of building a business that you don't have to work on, but it's just going to pay for everything, right? Like you're just going to have all this cash flow coming in. It never really works. Like it works for a while, but at some point there's a threshold where the entrepreneur needs to be, is met with the reality of running a real business and a real business requires you to deal with your customers that are paying you for a service or a product, right? So I, I just like, th there was throughout the years, there was just, a shift within myself as an entrepreneur, as a business owner, as a CEO. But then also recently, I think there's been a major shift in the industry for as a traveler, right? And, you know, we've seen so many people that have entered into the short term rental space with the mindset, and you'll see it all over the place, like Airbnb, you know, automate an Airbnb business, right? Never do it, work an hour a week and make a million dollars a year type of thing, right? Have properties all around the business, all around the world and so on and so forth. Not that that stuff's impossible, right? But for me at some point, you know, once you start leveling from, you know, as I started leveling up my community and I started interacting with different business owners and seeing real legacy companies being built, seeing real wealth being created in companies, I've recognized that as an entrepreneur, as a business owner, you have to really build something that is bigger than yourself. And it requires a hell of a lot of focus, a hell of a lot of commitment. You have to understand your clients. You have to understand, in our case, our guests and what, what their needs are and really over deliver for them, right? To build something that is going to, you know, if your goal is to make 100, 200K a year, you can run that business. That's great. That's amazing. But, you know, my ambition is much larger than that, right? And what I recognized is that I wanted to create something that will live beyond me, that is bigger than me, that will have a bigger impact than just a place to stay, right? So there's a handful of different shifts happening within myself as an entrepreneur, as a man, as a CEO, uh, and what I want to create and bring to this world. But then also the, the, the traveler, bringing it back to the traveler, I think there's a shift in the industry where the traveler is seeking more of a unique experience and but also seeking a higher hospitality experience right we've all mm -hmm. stayed at airbnb like terrible airbnb experiences and short-term mental experiences where you know the the host is leading with ego versus hospitality 
And we're, I just think as a, as an industry, we're all just kind of sick of that. Right. Mm -hmm. We, we want a high level elevated experience that is run professionally that has a hospitality, uh, you know, is led with hospitality versus ego. So, and again, we can kind of compact, unpack all that stuff, but that, that was like the major long, long story made long hair. That was the major shift for me. was like, I want to create something that's going to be that that's actually going to be a, a legacy brand that will have a bigger impact, but then also that can survive all these ebbs and flows of the industry, right? Of, you know, oversaturation, you know, restrictions in marketplaces, whatever it is, hyperinflation, like all these things, I want to create something that will be able to ride those waves and be okay at the end of the day. You're building a lifestyle business and you're just focused on making cash and not really being involved in businesses there's a higher probability that you're going to fail when there's major challenges coming up to that so i don't know if that answered your question but that's my rant on like my big <laughs> shift here of like hey this is why i want to build this thing that is going to yeah that's going to have a bigger impact in the industry but then also it's just better than just a place to stay for guests, right? Plus I've completely fallen in love with the hospitality side, which we can chat about. Well, it's so funny because I came from the traditional hospitality side. I came from hotels. Right. I came from the love of like seeing guests have a great experience in my lobby or seeing my housekeepers, you know, get a nice note from one of the guests because they, you know, they did something above and beyond than just the cleaning or, you know, stuff like that. And so hearing how a lot of people have shifted this direction, it, it makes me excited because it, it's like finally the short term rental industry is caught up to the bigger piece of the pie that it belongs in. And one of the things I heard a lot in the, you know, the VRMA conference that we were both just at was a lot, not just on the vendor side and the tech side, but even on the operations side. And I'm sure you could relate to this is that I think we're all tired, no matter how much I, I, I don't want to be a consumer of a lot of things. I just want to be a producer of a lot, right? Like entrepreneurs want to produce probably more than they consume, but we all consume in some shape or form. And I think the message behind that is that we're tired of being sold something and getting to it. And it's not being as advertised, whether it's a, a tech platform or a hospitality brand, we have gotten so used to seeing things pop up and be advertised one way. But in reality, once you get started, it's like, Oh, this is not as it was, you know, mentioned or advertised or talked about. And it's just really disappointing. And so going from that lifestyle brand, to now this like actual hospitality brand, which I want to geek out with you on is now finally living up to, we are going to be as advertised. You are going to get mm -hmm. the experience that you truly desire because you're desiring that we're not going to try to sell you, you know, a rose and give you a dandelion. Like it's, it's more of a, mm. a real actual approach in, in delivering good service. And so, you know, for the listener's sake, I want them to, like, I want you to tell us a little bit about the free wild brand, how you guys are approaching that in the sense of like living as advertised. But then I have another thing that I want to do with you for a little bit of fun. So let's jump into the free wild brand first and how you guys are approaching that with this in mind. And then we'll, we'll move into a fun, a fun piece of hospitality. Yeah. 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 So free wild, like the quick origin story on that is, uh, during COVID, you know, we were, 
long story short, we were hiking a mountain. You know, we just spent four months staying at all these different short term rentals, trying to figure out where to settle. It was just in a crazy time of the world, right? Like COVID was happening, riots and protests were happening, elections were happening, and all this craziness was going on in the world. And what I recognized is, you know, we were we were so immersed in the chaos of the world that no matter what we were doing and we're you know my fiance and i like we're we we take pride in the fact that we're positive thinkers and that we can, we can control our life like we we consume the right content and like we surround ourselves with positive people all this stuff but we constantly found ourselves deep in the rabbit hole of chaos of society and what was happening and as we're on this four-month road trip staying at all these different short-term rentals what we recognize is like once we're in we we didn't have really an option to like really disconnect from it all right and what we started doing was going to off-grid properties and staying at off-grid properties and we found ourselves for like the first day just like ah, this is great like there's no noise like there's no like no one's trying to grab our attention the world's not on fire like life is actually beautiful sitting in the woods here in this beautiful cabin with a fire reading a book and like things are amazing right but the challenge with the off-grid stuff that i found personally was like after a day or two it just got super boring essentially it's like okay well we just got back from this hike and you know we're exhausted we want to lay down and watch a movie together or something right and, but we didn't have that option to do that so what we found was like the short-term rental space the hospitality space either had you fully connected to what was going on in the world like you know wi-fi and instagram like you have a connection to that or you're fully off grid and there was no option to kind of like jump between the two in an elevated experience and then on top of that the challenge that I started noticing and I still notice to this day when, you know, when we go on all these trips is that we just got back from a 10 day road trip. It took me hours, hours and hours and hours of searching on Airbnb to find some really cool forward design forward properties, right? Most properties on Airbnb are just like a letdown in, in the way that they execute on design and experience and all of that. So, the 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 idea of free wild came to us of like creating this brand this hospitality brand that has beautifully designed properties in nature locations that are easy to get to right that you can drive to in you know a, a quick afternoon that are designed forward beautifully designed because i'm inspired by space i'm inspired by experience you know and an environment i should say but then also have the option to kind of switch between being connected and being off grid, right? What we realize is that we, especially my fiance, she run she runs a company as well. Being entrepreneurs, like we're constantly plugged in. We want any, we want the ability to to disconnect and what we call reconnect in the moment, kind of be in that moment and disconnect from technology. So we've created this brand free wild where it's all of that. We're where we have this option to bring guests through this elevated short term rental hospitality experience through design, through incredible hospitality, incredible service, which as you know, there's two, two major differences there between service and hospitality, which I would love to chat about, but like really driving that forward, in these brands, but then we also have this, te this technology in the property that is designed to help our guests disconnect from technology 
And once they do that, we reward them in that process, right? Disconnecting from technology, what we call wild mode, right? Bringing our guests into wild mode. So the idea, it's like, how do we ultimately it boils down to how do we help more travelers disconnect from technology at our properties and be connected to the, their experience being connected to their travel, the people that they're traveling with and kind of leaving the world behind. If, if, if it's for 20 minutes or their entire trip, whatever they choose, how do we help them disconnect from that even more? And then as we expand out, as we grow this company, the vision is then how do we help our guests bring that, bring wild mode back home with them and help them disconnect from technology even more. Dude, like on this road trip, and we'll, we'll go into all this, but to, to close this out, on this road trip that we just did, we did some we, we did wild mode where we locked our phones away in a bag called Yonder Bag. Have you heard of these? Yeah, you, you uh, I think we talked about it on our on our pre-chat call. Just I saw you pull up the Yonder Bag and literally locks Yeah, the phone yeah, and, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, a Yonder Bag is like a little purse that you lock your phone away and then there's a key to it that you kind of put on the other room. You have your phone but you can't gain access to it. So we had our phones locked up and we make we make it a point that every single time we go out into public when we go to like a restaurant or a coffee shop or something, our phones are away in the bag. And we just kind of take a step back and we just look around and you notice that everybody is lost in their phones. Everybody, mm -hmm. their fam like families that are traveling from around the world are sitting at a dinner table and everyone has their head down into their devices. And it's freaking heartbreaking to see that stuff, right? So at the end of the day, what we want to do is have a bigger impact with people as they travel to experience this travel through you know, through being present in the moment, right? And we can get into how we're doing that. But ultimately, that's what we're looking to do is bring these beautifully designed, elevated cabins in nature-inspired areas that are designed to help people disconnect and then reconnect more with their with their travel. Yeah. And one, one of the things during our pre-chat I loved most about the wild mode description is what you guys are building inside these cabins is basically a lever yeah. that says wild mode or free mode. And wild mode is like allowing you to connect and, and to be you know disconnected, to reconnect in the moment uh, and, you know, actually be intentional without your devices and no Wi-Fi and TVs. And then the free mode being like, OK, you're free to have your device and free to do whatever and kind of chill out and relax. And I think the way that you're able to knowing that these cabins are on the same property and correct me if I'm wrong, if I got the free and the wild mode mixed up, but, no, it, you know, OK, perfect. And so for what you're allowing the guests experience to happen on site is now people, whether they're from California or Texas or Florida or wherever that are there and they're in that different mode, they're able to connect with each other based on like, Hey, are you in free mode or are you in wild mode right now? Like what, what mode are you mm -hmm. in in order to allow that experience to kind of naturally connect? And now they have something without having to really talk and you know converse they already have something in common that gives them an opening discussion of life and and things deeper than just what do you do for work and how many kids do you have do you have a wife or a husband exactly. like it opens up so much more and so that's why i loved this you know you know our conversation during the pre-chat and so it inspired me because you mentioned the book unreasonable hospitality by will gutierrez i think is how you say it and so I, I was, I've been reading again. I, I've, I was doing the audio version for a little bit, but I just decided to, to read the book. 
And I got a quote from it and I wanted to read it to you and get your initial reaction and like have you just kind of share with me and the listeners what comes to your mind right out when you hear this quote. You ready? Let's do it. Love it. All right. Perfect. All right. So the quote is, I believe that whatever you do for a living, you can choose to be in hospitality business. You have the privilege of joining people as they celebrate the most joyful moments in their lives and the chance to offer them a brief moment of consolation and relief in the midst of their most difficult ones. Most importantly, we have the opportunity, a responsibility to make magic in the world that desperately needs more of it. And so I would love to know, like, how does that quote and that kind of description earlier in the book for all the listeners to, he describes service being black and white and hospitality being color. And so I, I just want to know, like, what goes through your head when you hear that and when you guys are imagining the build of, of the brand that you are now? Dude, I love that, man. I love that quote. It's so funny. Like when, when we go out into the world now, we celebrate hospitality and, and like we notice it everywhere. We notice the level of hospitality in any business that we walk into or any inter interaction that we have. Right. And, you know, when, when we're traveling, I'm like, oh, that's good hospitality right there. That's great mm -hmm. right there. Like, and I'm, I'm pointing it out. And really, it's just, it's human connection at the end of the day. Right. And it's, it's removing the ego in the moment and understanding how do we bring, how do we, how do we create an incredible experience for this person right here and now? Right. And I not only am I doing my best to bring that into interactions that we have with everybody, not just in our business, but every single day type of interaction. It's like, how do I bring my heart forward in this in this interaction that I'm having and have allowing this person to have a great experience? Right. And then once you start doing that, once you start bringing that into your business, man, it is super addicting for me. I'm obsessed with it right now, you know, and the way that I look at this, especially for the short term rental business, dude, and it's so funny too, man, like the, the conversation that we had in that round table and how he didn't and I'll allow the listeners kind of go back and just kind of watch that whole thing. Yeah. But it started off with the disagreement that there's no hospitality in the short term rental business. And I, def mm -hmm. you know, I defended short term rental hosts with, no, that's, that's not true. Like here's hospitality and blah, blah, blah. The deeper I get into free wild and bringing unreasonable hospitality. And that's one of our core values now is unreasonable hospitality forward in our business. I recognize how right that individual was on mm -hmm. his statement towards the industry because mm -hmm. we always, we confuse service with hospitality, right? Mm -hmm. Service is the automated messages, the automated door codes, the, the clean properties, the turnovers in time, you know, all that, that's service, right? And like that needs to be world-class regardless if you have one unit or a thousand short-term rental units, that needs to be world-class. Hospitality, unreasonable hospitality and what i'm learning from will is like the bringing your heart forward to understand how do we make this the most incredible experience right now and removing the mindset of like we have to automate this whole thing we got to do this on a high level like we have to mm -hmm. everyone needs to experience this like he talks about in that book what what's that position called uh dream weavers right yeah of like he hired somebody in his business in his restaurant business to think of how to make unique experiences and bring unique experiences to every single guest that walks in there. 
but the goal mm -hmm. wasn't to automate the whole thing. It was to essentially, how do we make this one guest feel like they're at home? And that's the most important thing that I, one of the big takeaways I got from that book is like, how do we make our guests feel at home versus a transactional experience? Right. Yeah. And like, to me in the short term rental industry, and what we're doing with free wild is like, how do we make our guests feel like they're walking into home every single time we remove that transactional experience as much as possible and everything from check-in to their stay to when they check out, how do they feel like it's a, it's uniquely designed for them. Right. This is, it's a difficult thing to do, but it's also something that is very soul fulfilling. And if you can surround mm -hmm. yourself with team members that want to kind of accomplish the same thing, then you guys can create a beautiful business doing that, in my opinion. And I think the industry needs it right now. And I think the industry is shifting that way of like, okay, yes, we can automate the service of our business, but we have to be a hospitality company first before anything else. And I say this to our investors all the time uh, and really our students as well of like, we're in the hospitality business first, real estate business second. Mm -hmm. Right. So yeah. does that answer? Is that like, where, where's all that sit with you? Well, I was going to say it, it comes back to the word of intentionality. I think, you know, that's not only mentioned in the book, but to go above and beyond the service, it really does involve an intentional mindset and an intentional heart. And I think, you know, it takes me back to my hotel days because I had more opportunities to do stuff like that. And in the book, I love how he mentions the endless stories of, you know, the, the couple celebrating their anniversary and they left a bottle of champagne in the freezer and like, we're worried about it, you know, blowing up and before they got home and the waiter got in his car, found like asked them what their address was, asked where the hide a key was, got there to their house, took it out of the freezer, put into a bucket of ice, pulled out some flutes, set it up for when they got home for dinner, that was perfectly chilled. And like, can you imagine the waiter of a restaurant that you are eating dinner at, not only serving you in person and bringing your food and doing all this stuff, but going into your home to ensure that your anniversary isn't ruined with a blown up bottle of champagne in your freezer. Like that is I intentional. Like, like that's some pure heart decisions. And like, I, I, it, it made me get goosebumps when I was reading it because from like my hotel days, I had a, a handful of guests that you know, were, weren't with us for celebratory reasons. Right. And, you know, one, one guy in specific, you know, memory for me is his daughter was in hospice and he was, you know, 78 years old. He is retired. He's, his kids have been out of the house for 20 plus years. And now his message, I, I won't forget what he said to me when he was telling me that all this is that he's like, you know, I've been retired, blah, 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 doing all the stuff, but he's like, now I'm still, I'm, I'm taking care of my baby again. And like, you know, that mm. it, it broke me because like he, you know, he didn't have a big budget and he didn't know how long he had, you know, it could have been in there three days. It could have been there three weeks. And, you know, our rates fluctuated every day and he wasn't a Marriott member and he wasn't like, there were so many things. And I think like, if you had, if you didn't have hospitality at the heart and the core of your, your business, a normal guest agent would have been like, Oh, sorry, this is the nightly rate. This is what it is. Blah, blah, blah. I can't do anything for you. So sorry that you're going through this difficult, hard time of your life. That, you know, is just something I wouldn't wish upon anybody, but to be able to have a moment and actually be like, you know what, I'm going to make, I'm going to make this right. And I'm going to take care of you. I'm going to make sure you get, you know, 
whatever you need and having the ability to do that I, like to me it just it brought so much memory and and kind of emotion to to the core and i think you know short-term rentals it's the question really becomes and i would love to maybe hear your thoughts on this too is short-term rental businesses are known for either one to two models of being very dense in one market or a couple markets right and having a huge volume of homes and and portfolio size in a in a specific destination versus also being spread out they could be you know from one state to another and not have any real density and again operations on the ground like if you're in dense market like great you can have an office and a place for people to have in person check in and x y and z but if you're spread out and and not in a dense market you don't so it's how do you open up the opportunity to not just have service and automation but then like actual hospitality at the forefront that's communicated in a human way and received in a human way that isn't you know an automated airbnb message or an email or a text like there's got to be something above and beyond and so i i don't know the answer to that question but is it the shift of you know going towards the free wild brand as as what you guys are building and creating a destination in itself and getting rid of the single family home use and thinking of land and density in an area or is it you know growing in a specific market i don't know like there's so many things to go into because i think as you're talking about legacy, Eric, is that I want my legacy selfishly. Like it's a good feeling to be hospitable. It's a great feeling to have moments like that with people. So it's a selfish yeah. endeavor. And then to leave a legacy, that's the legacy I want to live. I don't want to live a, oh, he built a cool automated business that no one knew the name of and had no impact on anyone's life outside of it was a good stay, you know? All right. So you're trying to grow your portfolio and your property management business, but sometimes owners don't have the best peace of mind when it comes to giving up the keys to their home to an unknown brand or company. And of course, let's be honest. Sometimes we hear the horror stories of guests and the bad guests that stay in vacation rentals and throw parties. Well, safely as you covered, because not only do they screen your guests that are staying, but they also ensure that you are covered from all things such as ill intent, stupidity, aka vacation brain, and other things like pet damage and theft. While doing that, you are able to partner with Vintory and grow your portfolio with their marketing platform that helps ensure that you are attracting the right owners to your rental program and growing your business in the destination that you are in. Or if you're in multiple destinations, that works too. So get the links in the show notes because both companies have special offers. And if you don't use a link, but you end up talking to them, guess what? Just tell them that Will Slicker sent you from Slick Talk, the hospitality podcast, and they'll get you covered. And you can also let them know that maybe you've heard of them on our platform, hospitality.fm. So of course, like always, make sure you grab the links in the show notes. And thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode of Slick Talk, the hospitality podcast. Now back to the episode. Yeah, man. I mean, so I wrote down some notes here is that as you were explaining this, you know, unreasonable hospitality, it, you're humanizing the experience, right? You're humanizing the, the short-term rental guest experience at these properties. But then also, in my opinion, like what, what will explain in that book, unreasonable hospitality, when his, when his server ran to his guests 
house to take out that champagne, right? Uh, or like the hot dog sto- story. I don't know if you got into that yet, but you know, it's like they're doing all these things that are truly unreasonable as a business. There's no ROI from that. You can't measure that on a spreadsheet, right? And it takes time. It's complicated. It's like there's so much that can go into that. But this is truly why he is and had or why he did build the number one restaurant in the world is because of that. Right. And I truly believe like the season that we're going into with short term rentals is going to like that's going to define the difference between the the that's going to define the the people that become the best in the world at what they do. I'm not talking about the biggest like we 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 confuse sometimes that because they're the biggest companies or they have the most units, they're the best in the world. Most of the time they're not. Right. Most of the time, the biggest companies in, in, especially in our space, are not the best at the service side. They're definitely not the best at the hospitality side. They're just bigger and they get a lot more numbers. And it doesn't even mean that they're more profitable than you if you have one or two units. Yeah. Right. If any, if and anything, like, it actually could mean that they're worse because of how big they are. That, you know, scaling is great in theory, but in practice, in, in, in real practice, the day-to-day ops is like if you aren't succeeding in that, like you, no matter how big the scale is, you're not going to be out competing the one host with one or two properties or whatever. And you know, to to reference that roundtable, the guy that you know, I won't say his name, but everyone probably knows. Even if you're acquiring the most companies in the space, and people think that you have the most money and this and that, go look at their service scores. Go look on Google, you know, and see what their ratings are. Not really great, like. Just because you're acquiring doesn't mean you're the best at hospitality or even building a portfolio and brand. It just means that you're throwing money right. around and and are more public about it, obviously, because there's media. So yeah, I don't know. There's just so many things it, that we can go into. Yeah, and it, it you know again, it comes down to in my opinion. It comes down unreasonable hospitality in short term rentals uh, and just hospitality in general. It will. That that decision of running and solving a unreasonable problem for your guest will separate the average from the best in the world. I truly believe that, right? And we're trying to implement that right now. Luckily, Freewild is such a boutique level right now that we can over deliver on these experiences. And myself and the team, our team, we're asking that of like, like we have a team offsite this weekend. And one of the questions is like, we're looking at our 10 year vision of this company, right? And we're asking that question of like, how do we continue to deliver unreasonable hospitality in 10 years when this is a global recognized brand, right? And it's very, very difficult. But to answer your question, like, I think it comes down to the culture of your team and the culture of your company and the mission behind your company, right? We're not setting. When I first got into short term rentals, I set out to be one of the biggest arbitrage companies in the space. And we started growing very aggressively and we talking to VCs and like looking at all this stuff of like, how do we have thousands of units all around the world, right? Making millions of dollars and all this stuff, right? It's not, it's not, it was strictly just about money, right? Which is yeah. no. I don't want to hate that because I absolutely, I love capitalism. I love entrepreneurship. Yep, I love business. If you want to go out and make a billion dollars, I want you to go out and make a billion dollars, right? I think that's great. For me, 
I, I want something that's more of substance, right? I'm okay sacrificing being the biggest company in the world to being the best company in the world, right? Mm -hmm. And I think leading with real core values in your company, aligning your team members to those core values, and then aligning those core values and your team members to a larger vision. Right. And it's very difficult to implement. It's very difficult to maintain, especially when you start going across different markets, but it's not impossible. Right. And the companies that like companies that inspire me right now or where I'm finding a lot of inspiration, ironically, is in the restaurant industry because I'm, I, you can see that like that, that fast, like you, you can over deliver in those guest experiences right then and there. Cause one thing that yeah. we we were missing in short-term rentals is that guest interaction, that human interaction, right? But you can see in these high-level restaurants, like how to over-deliver for the guests that's right then and there. That stuff inspires me. And if you look at, you know, I'm in California, you know, there's a company called In-N-Out Burger. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, they're every single night, there's lines around the corner until four o'clock in the morning. And, you know, they over-deliver on their service they over deliver they have a great product and a very simple product the experience of dealing with their entire team and their their restaurant is incredible and it's for the most part consistent across all their restaurants but one thing that they've done throughout the years is restricted their growth they've restricted mm. their their possibility of like being as big as a mcdonald's or something like that to maintain their mission of over delivering yeah. for their guests. And now that they're only, I think in California, Arizona, they just for the first Denver. time, just expanded into a new state, Denver, they just yeah. uh, expanded into New Mexico for the first time. And like they slowly grow because their mission is not to be the biggest restaurant in the world. Their mission is to be the best at what they do. And sometimes that means not growing as big as possible, right? So I know yeah. there's a lot there that we just talked about, but I think, you know, kind of bring that back down to earth. It's like, we, we got to choose what business we're in at the end of the day. And Free Wild is in the business to create world-class experiences for guests. And our bigger mission is to help people be more present when they travel, right? And, you know, we have our ways of doing that. Talk to me in 10 years. I don't know where we're going to be and how large that company will be. You know, we have pretty large visions, but... I'm okay sacrificing growth over being the best in the world, right? Just because you're the biggest doesn't mean that you're the best. 100%. And I was I was thinking about as you're talking about you're like, "Hey, the place I'm seeing this the most in is is restaurants." And I was literally in my head going, "I heard on a podcast that In-N-Out Burger like you said, limits their growth to focus on quality over over quantity." And one of the things that they actually do, there was some guy talking about his daughter really wanted to go to this new In-N-Out Burger because they finally came to their their state. And he's like, no, babe, like, like, let's just wait, you know, three to four weeks, let them get their, you know, kinks worked out and all the operations is going to be crazy. I don't want to I don't want to be there. She was adamant. Please, dad, like, let me let, let's, let's go to In-N-Out. He goes and there's a line out the door and he's like, oh, gosh, this sucks. Like, I don't want to be here. This is going to be crazy. There's a bunch of high school kids just running it or something. And the line moves really quick. And he's like, oh, OK, like a long line, but we're moving fast. Got their order. Five minutes later, boom, food was up and it was hot. It was great. It was fast. And the service was great because the people had a smile on their face. And he asked, he goes to the cashier and he goes, you know, 
how did you guys just open up? How did you get this so efficient so quick? And well, the answer was, we're a crew from California that opens locations and trains everybody that's going to be running the spot until that they can run it themselves. So we're here for three or four weeks, maybe six. And then we go back to California. We you know, go back into our, our destination and we go to the next spot as we open. And I loved that. And I think, you know, there's a, a learning lesson from, from that to short-term rentals, but then also, you know, another kind of like conversation that, you know, Brandy Canale, Michael Golden and Mark Simpson and I had when we were in Barcelona, you would love this, Eric, is that we, we, we did one night at a, at a, I think it was a one-star Michelin rated restaurant. Amazing experience for a one-star. Like you, you would think it was a four-star. You're like, holy crap. Amazing food, amazing experience. Cut like they knew our names right when we walked in the door. They didn't even like ask us what reservation we were. We were. It was crazy. And then we also that. experienced a little hole in the wall that was just opened up from a local that was hidden. Like I remember we looked down this alleyway and we're like, we're starving. We need to go get food before we go to this happy hour. And we looked down and we're like, oh, that looks like a place like that might be open. Like let's go hit it up. And it was probably the best, like it was not best compared to the Michelin restaurant, but like some of the best experiences I've had because like the owner, she knew her product so well. She knew how to take care of us and anticipated the needs of kind of hearing our conversations and knowing like just the, the attention to detail was so impeccable that like the three of us or the four of us walked away from that and we're like, can you believe we just got on basically a Michelin rated experience a little hole in the wall where the table literally was a window from like inside the building to outside. And there's a table in between and like Michael and Mark were inside the, yeah. the restaurant and Brandy and I were outside and it was, it was just, it was just a, a great experience. So not to ramble on and, and to take this out, but to be able to see such a curated and unique hospitality moment that wasn't provided by, you know, the best restaurant in the world, because that's what they do. Right. It was right something so simple. And I think it just comes down to what you were saying, like knowing your product and, and, you know, having that intention. I, I love that story. And I, I think that is the future of short-term rentals where I see like a curated experience from a boutique, uh, boutique hospitality brands, and then the mom and pop hosts, right? So the mom and pop hosts are, and we, kind of preach this quite a bit. The mom and pop posts are always going to be there, right? They're the ones that have their heart and soul, their identity tied into their one property that they have, right? And if they're doing the hosting, you're going in there and you're 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 fully experiencing them as an individual. You probably see like their family pictures on the wall and, you know, stuff like that, right? It's part of their identity. But what's beautiful is that they can over deliver on such a unique experience if they're truly, if their heart is truly in it with, with their properties. Right. And of course you can get the opposite of that where, you know, you have people that just have a vacation rental and they don't really care. They're just renting it out to make some money and stuff like that, but it's still a unique experience. Those mom and pop posts are always going to be there. And I think they're always going to do a great job at delivering it. Then I think on the other side, I think we're going to see over the next, you know, especially in the next few years, these boutique brands like Freewild popping up that are bringing a unique experience and serving a specific traveler and solving that specific traveler's needs, right? Not everyone is going to enjoy a Freewild. Not everyone is looking for a disconnection. Not everyone is looking for these high level, 
you know, properties and we charge a lot of money for our properties because of the experience, the design, the location, the demand, like all the things, right? That's not for everybody, but that's for a very specific traveler in our area that is looking for that experience and they're willing to pay a higher premium for that higher experience, that elevated experience, right? So I think my point behind that is I think we're going to see more hospitality brands really thriving in this industry where I see in the middle being the biggest challenge are the people that are focused on just automating the full short-term rental experience. They're just putting the cheapest material and cheapest design there. There's no thought, there's no intention, there's no soul put into these properties. I don't think they're going to do very well. I really don't, especially if you're focused on scale in that model. I don't think you're going to do well. And then the bigger VC backed companies that are focused on hyper growth, right? That are just focused on spreadsheets, just focused on hockey stick growth. I really don't think they're going to do well. And the reason, you know, I say that is just, you know, look at history and look at all the biggest companies. Every single one of them are struggling, not just on a profit and revenue side, but they're also struggling on a customer satisfaction side and also a partner side, a homeowner side. Right. So it's, you know, I'm not saying, you know, I'm not going to say like big, big is bad. I think someone is going to figure that out and there's always going to be a need for them. But for the people that are listening, I, I think choosing, choosing how to ultimately it's like creating something that's unique to you and bringing something that's unique to solve a problem for a certain traveler, right? Certain mm-hmm. travelers needs. And I think they're going to do very well. So if you look at like the one star Michelin restaurant, that's a boutique brand experience, right? And then you go into that little hole in the wall. It's like, that's a mom and pop experience where, you know, the, that company, that chef, whatever it is, can over deliver on that unique experience. Both are absolutely incredible to experience. The yes. ones in the middle of like, you know, that, you know, they, we walked into a, a restaurant on this road trip and uh, the lady didn't even look us in the eyes, you know, mm. like she, she just had a, a digital thing where she punched in the meals and said, Hey, what do you got? What can I get you guys? And she's looking at her thing. She didn't, didn't make eye contact with us. She just punched it. In, okay. Let me know if you need anything. And then went back to the kitchen. Didn't see her until mm-hmm. she brought the food. The food is not good. And then she just brings the check and I'm like, well, that sucked. Like, okay, yes, I'm fed. Thank you. You know, but that is not a fun experience. That is the automated Airbnb business. Right. And I think that needs to change completely. So yeah, decide what business you're in, bring something unique and shoot for the freaking stars. Like, I think we need more people that are focused on building the best businesses in the world versus just figuring out how to get rich fast on Airbnb. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I did mention this to you on our pre-chat, you know, had a conversation when, with the founder of Muse named Richard and, you know, talking about how do you build a lifestyle? Like, obviously there's lifestyle hotels, there's lifestyle brands and lifestyle things, but how do we capture and create hospitality? This is a question for the listeners too. I would love everyone's thoughts and I would love your thoughts, Eric, because, you, you know, we talked about Hotels, the the one competitor that they had, and this was Reed Hastings, the CEO and Netflix said, the one competitor for Netflix is sleep, right? Hotels, the exact mm-hmm. opposite. It's it's the 16 or 14 hours outside of the sleep that they have. And the short-term rentals, maybe it could be, you know, 
clarified as the biggest competitor isn't sleep and it isn't, you know, the things outside of the sleep window, but it's how do you actually impact their life beyond and 24 seven and three, six, five and five years, you know, the, the out, you know, reach of the impact and, and the window that you have, I would love, you know, as you guys go on this company retreat and, and have this like, you know, 10 year vision mapped out with, with the team, what is free wild? You know, what, what does that mean to someone after they stay with you? Does wild mode and free mm. mode carry on into their life? Does like, you know, how, can other brands, whether it's, you know, I love Robin Craig and out in, out here in Colorado with moving mountains and how do they move mountains beyond the stay with the guests, right? Like these are the questions I think, you know, like you said, shoot for the freaking stars. Let's, let's not be a, a hospitality brand that just impacts a stay. Let's impact their lives. So I just got, I just got excited. You just got me hyped up. Eric, I know, so. dude. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I, I'm leaving this podcast with uh, a ton of notes here. Man, I love what you just said. And there's something there beyond the stay, right? That is super powerful. Cause like, yeah, we we talked about this as far as like the one of the biggest challenges with building a business, especially on Airbnb, is like, you know, if our guests will stay, if we have a guest stay with us once a year, that's a win, right? Most guests will only stay with us once. Right. So we're constantly chasing the next guest coming in. And if you're only on Airbnb and you're you're not really building a brand and brand awareness and you're not connecting with your guests, you're just relying on these OTAs to market very well every to bring in new guests every single day. Right. And mm -hmm. look, I, I'm I love Airbnb. That platform changed yeah. my life completely. Right. And I love I, I love the leadership's mindset. You know, Brian Chesky's podcast on um, was that Diary of the CEO. I think every short term so rental good. host needs to listen to that. Yeah, I've listened to it twice so far, and I bought his favorite book, the Walt Disney book. Had no idea it's like seven hundred pages. I'm never gonna freaking read that thing, but I bought it. <laughs> I love that platform. But to go back to that, we're lucky if we have a guest book with us once a year right? The same guest book with us once a year. What we're constantly doing is chasing new bookings com coming after us. So beyond the stay, it's like how to, and what I also wrote is like, you know, how to, what does free while mean to our guests after the stay? It's that, that is a question that we're trying to solve. And I, I'll be a hundred percent honest. I'm not the how guy. I'm the, I'm the, the what and the why guy, you know, within this company, but the, the vision behind this is what we're creating is where, where I we're creating something that our guests can connect with, right? So mm -hmm. Free Wild is a brand, not just a hospitality brand, but it's a brand that guests can connect with. And our guests, we we call them wilders, right? So when you stay with us, you become a wilder. And the more time that you choose, our goal is to help our wilders choose to go into wild mode more often into their lives, right? Mm. So our vision is when you're staying at our property, we're going to introduce you to wild mode, right? Wild mode is all about going from being connected and you and your group consciously going into 
a place of disconnecting from technology and being in the moment, right? So we have a way of doing that where we bring our guests through a process where they lock away their phones. And once they do that, an experience unlocks for them and it brings them through this, this process. And, you know, we're, we're starting to have guests stay at our properties now and they're going into wild mode. And we had a guest from Italy and her family stay there. And she sent us photos of her and her family going into wild mode and they made pasta from scratch right in the kitchen they said wow. they, they sent us uh and we have a way of like kind of we have a polaroid camera in our property mm -hmm. of like when you're in wild mode and you want to capture it take a photo with a polaroid camera and then later when you're out of that take a photo and share that you know share that polaroid so she sent that to us and it was amazing it was freaking awesome. Like they're making pasta in our kitchen. I'm like, they're listening to their favorite music and it's their family. They're connected. I'm like, this is what wild mode is about right hmm. now. The goal for us is how do we help them bring that back home? Right? So what we do, my fiance and I, every Friday is free wild Friday, right? So at five 30, we shut everything down. We put our phones in the boxes and we have an experience at home, either with ourselves or with our friends. But there's no technology involved. We have record uh, vinyl records playing, candles. We're making food. We're just chilling. We're we're enjoying the moment, right? Now our friends are doing free wild Fridays, right? And it's starting to it's starting to grow that way, right? So long answer, even longer here. How do we bring this back home? It's like we have to and get the hosts. We have to figure out ways to connect with our guests, not just in our properties, but outside our properties. Because I know that if our guests are in, in wild mode more often, or if they, you know, once a month go into free wild Fridays with their families and their friends, they will most likely book with us again in the future. Right. And then of course yeah. we have all the other ways of doing it through marketing and loyalty programs, but it all ties into this concept of we want to be more present. We want to disconnect and reconnect with what actually matters more. Right. Mm -hmm. So there's different ways of doing it. A good friend of mine, Erica and Rebecca Slipka from Hicksville Trailer Palace. Do you know Rebecca? I I would have to see a face, but it sounds really familiar from a name's perspective. Yeah. Yeah, she she's a OG in the short term rental space. Her and her partner Erica built this awesome company called Hicksville Trailer Palace. They have these incredible, uniquely designed trailers in Joshua Tree and in yeah, Iowa, uh, which is pretty yeah, cool. Yeah. Um, so their concept is they've created a program where uh, if you stay at every single one of their trailers, they put your name up on the Trailer Palace wall, right? And their guests, and it's as simple as that. You get your name on the wall in their trailer palace and you get some merch and stuff like that. They have guests booking multiple times a month to stay at different trailers so they could just get their name on the wall and then get this t-shirt that they only get when they're on the wall, right? So mm -hmm. it's even small things like that where they're creating an experience, they're creating a community, a culture behind their guests. It's not just a place to stay anymore, right? now that it's a lot to do for sure. But once you can yeah. figure that out and you can have fun with it and it's unique, then we have something that's scalable. And then it answers that question of how do we do this? How do we maintain these experiences in multiple markets around the world?
right? Or around the country yeah. or around the state, whatever it is. I think it's those types of experiences that will over deliver for people. I couldn't agree more. And I, I love how you use the word or the phrase of behind this, beyond the stay. Cause for me, I always say like beyond the audio. That was like your I phrase, want buddy. No, no. Oh, I don't remember saying beyond beyond the stay. <laughs> I, I just got, I got hyped up. So I think I blacked out for a second, but more of a, <laughs> <laughs> more of like my thing is like, you know, not just in hospitality, but for the listeners who listen to this, like how do how do we get this beyond the audio, right? Like I want this conversation not to just be, be between Eric and Will. I want this conversation to be with every listener around the world that is excited and is passionate about hospitality as we are, as 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 the like literally you're talking, I got goosebumps and like being able to reflect on these stories yeah. and the moments of like this is such a like it's a hospitality for me is such a weird thing because it's so selfishly driven that I want people to have a good time. It makes me feel good witnessing people have those connections. If I were to be, yeah. if I were you in your shoes, and I saw that picture of the family cooking pasta in my kitchen and like, just saying, like showing that moment that they were able to capture the Polaroid that would have given me the biggest high that would have lasted me for like a week or more. Like I would have been you know, over the roof. Yeah. So like, it's such a it selfish endeavor, but like, I want our listeners and anyone listening to this conversation to really, you know, have this conversation with your team beyond the audio. So many people reach out to this, to us, uh, whether it's Kelsey on my team or in my DMS or whatever, that like the new team members on their team use the podcast as like a way to onboard into the industry. And it's like, okay, great. Like that's one mm -hmm. way beyond the audio that I want people to go. And so like hearing beyond the stay, with you and the way that that's applied to the free wild brand is just so exciting. And I think this is a conversation we need to have more of. And so, you know, one thing I always hated was be like vendor companies in the space that would talk about how they are hospitality. And I go back mm. to the point that you made, like, no, you are not hospitality. You are a means to hospitality. You are a service. No offense to some of my vendor friends out there that are specifically <laughs> guest facing, but like, you know, at the end of the day, like I think this conversation of beyond the stay, beyond the property, is really the next phase of our of our industry, not just short term rentals as a whole. How do restaurants, how do yeah. hotels, how do airlines, how do cruises, how do everything in and above and beyond, you know, travel and the hospitality, how do we get beyond the stay? And so yeah, you got me really hyped up. Like this is just so much fun. <laughs> I love it, dude. Yeah, no, I love it, man. And I think I think what's happening is like these conversations will attract more. This is not going to connect with everybody, right? But it's going to attract more people into the space that do connect with this. And I think if you, I think if you specifically to the Airbnb air quote Airbnb host, right? The people that find a Facebook ad that's like, oh, you can automate a business and make a bunch of money running Airbnbs that you don't own and stuff like that. And once you get into the business and you start doing it, you start growing it, you realize to build something that's sustainable and to grow something that could be sustainably wealthy over time, you have to be more involved in impacting the guest experience, right? The biggest challenge, if you look at hotels, if you look at Michelin star restaurants or just restaurants in general that over deliver on the experience, on the hospitality, the, the advantage that they have is that they have teams and their guests interacting together, right then and there. Mm -hmm. The biggest challenge that we have in our industry is that we're, the first interaction is through technology and 99% of the interactions are through technology. 
Uh, and then most of our businesses, we have single family homes that are spread out. Right. Mm -hmm. So this is why a lot of companies, you know, they focus on going back to what you said before, they focus on centralizing their business in one location and really just dominating that location. And then when you look at these bigger companies that expand to multiple different markets, their hospitality really just starts dropping. They put more focus in service because it's scalable, but then the hospitality side is super challenging because that's not scalable. Right. And that's a big, you know, takeaway that that book, Unreasonable Hospitality, talks about is like what we're doing with the unreasonable hospitality side of our business is not scalable. There's no ROI. You can't measure it on a spreadsheet. It's it's unreasonable for us to do this. But this is what shot them to becoming the number one restaurant in the world, which is not an easy thing to do. There's a lot of freaking mm -hmm. restaurants. Right. <laughs> so for us, you know, I think it's making a decision. What kind of business do you want to be in? what do what what does the next two five ten years look like for you as a business owner right what do you truly want to bring to the world right if it's a lifestyle business that's beautiful do your thing that's amazing yeah if it's a legacy style business we have to lead with the hospitality side right we have to lead with understanding how do we over deliver for our guests and be unreasonable in that in that journey and then how do we take that those lessons and train our team members to really connect with that right and the mm -hmm. the one beautiful i'll leave it on this the one beautiful thing that i i learned with building free wild is in my previous journeys of building short-term rental companies and even overnight success, like we have a big, big mission with overnight success, really impacting our hosts, uh, businesses in a, in a positive way. But our, my previous businesses were strictly about making money, right? My short-term rental in Denver was, it was all about building a company that could just make a lot of money. And it was a lot of fun doing these short-term rentals. Right. And we had them multiple different States, but it was only about making money. I found it very challenging through that process to attract in team members that truly aligned with me and my vision and my mission for the company. Cause like when you talk about making money in a fun industry, you attract a lot of people coming in. And I found it always like challenging to find like the best of the best type of people for free wild. I spent the first six months focusing on the brand, focusing on the mission, focusing on the, the culture and what I wanted to bring forward to the world and the impact I wanted to have on guests. The moment that I started opening this up to the world saying like, Hey, we're now open for business. We're looking for team members. We're looking for partners, investors, like all this stuff. The people that I'm attracting into this business are freaking world class individuals. And they connect mm. with this vision of what free wild stands for. Right. And it's as a, as a CEO, as a business owner, it's incredible to find other people that truly connect with your brand and want to bring value to that. And that they, they have a skill set and they have similar values as a human being. And they, it's like, it's like a beacon. Like people are just attracted to it and it's so freaking exciting to do that. And then our guests, feel that like the entire team is on board for this unreasonable hospitality to over deliver for our guests from our marketing and branding team to our customer service in the Philippines to our boots on the ground team members. And they're all super excited about this vision.
right? And what we stand mm -hmm. for as a company. So yeah, I just, you know, I, I just truly believe this is the future of short term rentals, unique branded experiences that are solving specific traveler needs, right? And leading that through unreasonable hospitality. So yeah, mic drop. <laughs> Mike job. I love it. Well, I was going to say that my, my final thought on everything you just shared was, you know, that you say, you know, from what Will wrote in that book is, you know, how unreasonable hospitality isn't measurable. There's no ROI to put behind it. And I think that's the best type of thing. Like that's that the non-measurable ROI is the best ROI you can get because mm. it's going to go on. It's going to go tenfold. The, the team that you've just brought in for free wild, that impact won't be a line item on your PL. It'll be a line item on the way that your guys' brand is perceived and the impact it's left in people's lives outside of being a nightly rate revenue line item on a PL. That that right. in itself is is gonna be the best ROI. And I think you and any founder who creates a brand or a company that has that kind of ROI PL item that is immeasurable and says pretty much NA because it doesn't exist. I think we all sleep better at night. So I, I love that. And mm -hmm. I, I'm super excited as you guys are building it out because, and currently even taking guests, like just to see that it's active, it's there. The The conversation you and I had January 5th of 2022 is not just a conversation. It's beyond the audio. So you you went out and did it. And mm -hmm. I, I just, yeah, it's exciting to me, man. And I'm super thankful for your time today Thank on the podcast and for, for all you've done and, and in my life and, you know, the conversations we've had outside of this. So super thankful for you. And for, for the listeners, we're going to leave everything in the show notes, but for Eric, I would love, what is like the spot you want people to go if they want to geek out about unreasonable hospitality with you and more. Mm. Well, first off, thank you for that, man. And it's been, it's been awesome to watch your journey through this process and what you're building with uh, hospitality.fm and it's just absolutely amazing. And yeah, dude, it's, it's fun to be part of this journey and um, yeah, I'm excited to just continue to bring free wild to the world. So yeah, I mean, obviously if listeners want to check out the company, it's freewild.com F R E E W Y L D.com. And then uh, I've been putting a lot of effort into LinkedIn recently and really enjoying writing and like kind of sharing this experience with everybody. So as of right now, that's kind of my medium to the world. So it's uh LinkedIn. It's my full name, Eric D. Moeller. So yeah, freewild.com and uh, check me out on LinkedIn. I love that you're on the LinkedIn train. Let's go. This is my favorite platform. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So for all the, for all the listeners, we do see your engagement on the back end. So thank you for going beyond the audio there and for tuning into the conversation and connecting with our guests on the show without the listeners and the slick talkers as you have free wilders. I have slick talkers here and you, without you guys, the, this podcast wouldn't be possible. So thank you so much for taking the time to consume the conversation and to, to go beyond, beyond and above with it. And Eric, my friend for you, thank you for the time today. And of course, as everyone knows, we'll see you guys all again next week. Thank you so much for listening and thank you to our show partners for making Slick Talk, the hospitality podcast possible. We hope you enjoy the show and we would love to connect with you outside of the podcast. So you can follow us on all of our social media channels for daily hospitality content or find us on slicktalkthepodcast.com. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe so you never miss an episode. 
I'm your host, Will Slickers, and we will see you guys all again next week. What's up, Slick Talkers? This episode is brought to you by my friends and first-time-ever podcast sponsors and partners at Hostfully. Now, I'm trying to make things as simple as possible because I know the simpler it is for you, the simpler it is for me, and the simpler it is for your business. So with Hostfully, you can know that when you sign up with them, that you'll have the best channel integrations like Airbnb, Verbo, and Booking.com, the best integration marketplace, aka the marketplace where you find all your other tech vendors and partners like Minute and Safely, other sponsors of the show, where you can seamlessly integrate them into your Hostfully platform. And of course, other amazing best-in-class features like Hostly's mobile app where you can take literally every action and every piece of Hostly on the go with you, whether you have your computer or not. You can just have it on your mobile device, and as long as you have Wi-Fi or service, you're able to operate your business with ease. So grab my link in the show notes, and you'll save money on their property management platform and, of course, their amazing digital guidebooks.